0: podcast is part of the sports social Podcast network no breaks no breaks no fear, no fear. the official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along, it feels
1: good doesn't it, the Speedway season is here and already some drama to talk about in the Premiership League Cup and the Championship and much more besides as well. I'm Ian Brannan and in the show today we'll be looking back at the League Cup fixtures from Monday night where Sheffield made it two away wins from two League Cup matches with a 46-44 triumph at Wolverhampton. They pulled together as a team, they rode well together, um, the team atmosphere is great, um, all want to help each other, all want to get the same result, Uh, and all pleased that we've got the job done. We'll hear more from Simon Stead, along with Kyle Howarth and Adam Ellis, and from Wolves we'll hear from Peter Adams and Ryan Douglas. We'll also hear about the action from Peterborough as well, where it was the Panthers who took the spoils against the Witches. We've got chats with Rob Lyon, Chris Harris, and for the Witches, Richie Hawkins and Danny King. Plus we'll have a look at some of the action from the Championship as well. A couple of sides have really got off to some great starts not least leicester Lions, who've had two thumping wins so far and the berwick bandits put birmingham brummies to the sword we're we'll hearing from the man who led the takeover at the brummies nigel Tolley, and nigel pearson will be giving his preview to the 2022 season
0: all on the way on no breaks no fear no breaks no fear the official british speedway podcast
1: great to be back we're going to be with you every single week through the course of the speedway season right the way until the end of october so if you haven't already make sure that you like or subscribe or follow or whatever the option is on whichever podcast app you use to make sure you don't miss a single episode as soon as they're released and they'll be coming out every Wednesday morning through the course of the season. So, lots happening already in this uh, big week of Speedway where things really starting to get moving now across not just the uh, Premiership League Cup, but of course the Championship. We've got the National Development League in action as well and we're also working up towards um, some under-21 semi finals too. So, the Speedway season is well and truly go, the pre-season testimonials and friendlies are all out of the way. And it's the business end that we're into now. Let's start then with uh, the match which took place at Monmore on Monday night. Sheffield made it two away wins from two League Cup matches with a 46-44 try on for Wolverhampton. The Tigers are now clear favourites to reach the final after following up last week's victory at Bellevue and there, watching the action, was Ryan Guest.
2: Well, it was Sheffield who stamped their authority on the northern section of the Premiership League Cup with another impressive win on the road on Monday. Just as they did against Bellevue seven nights before, the Troopland Tigers edged a 46-44 victory, this time against Wolverhampton in a real competitive fixture in the black country. The hosts opened with a 5-1 as Sam Masters and Luke Becker both executed smart passing moves up the inside. Of Sheffield's Grand Prix star Jack Holder on the first lap, but the Tigers were level with four gone thanks to a trio of heat wins from Stefan Nielsen, Tobias Mouchelac and Adam Ellis. Nick Morris took the fifth before Masters and Becker combined for their second maximum of the night, but there was an instant response from the visitors as Mouchelac and Kyle Howarth paired for a 5-1 of their own against their former employers. Craig Cook blasted his way around Becker to earn his first race win for Sheffield in Heat 8 and with Connor Mountain taking advantage of a lost steel shoe for Wolves Reserve Leon Flint, the men from the Steel City led for the first time. The tense affair continued though as Ryan Douglas led home a 4-2 Heat advantage to tie the scores at 27 apiece before Howarth and Musialak used their knowledge of the Monmore circuit to strike a second maximum of the night. Winter signing Steve Worrell came up with his maiden race victory for the Wolves in Heat 11 before Morris picked himself up from the dirt to win the rerun of Heat 12. Ellison Holder restored Sheffield's four-point advantage with two to go and when Douglas reeled off a third straight race win it meant the host could force a first-ever Superheat decider with a final five-one in Heat 15. Douglas and Morris made the gate but just as he did in Manchester the previous week it was reigning British champion Adam Ellis who came up with a big ride to split the home duo and claim another notable away victory for the team strongly for team honours in 2022.
1: So certainly a good start for Sheffield. We'll hear from the team managers in a few moments, Simon Stead and Peter Adams. But first, the top scorers from each team. Uh, Ryan Douglas in a few moments. First, here's Adam Ellis speaking to Ryan after that clash on Monday night.
2: Well, Adam Ellis, uh, another 46-44 win on the road for the Tigers. Um, strong favourites now to, to progress through to the final in the Premiership League Cup.
3: Yeah, really, it's been a really good start for us. Um, you know, a good away win at Bellevue and a good one tonight as well. And... Uh, yeah, they've been tough ones, but uh, it's good to, to come away strong in heat, you know, 15 and, and get the result we wanted.
2: Yeah, obviously you didn't have uh, Toby or Craig uh, for, for the win at Bellevue, so good to have uh, a full seven for the first time tonight.
3: It's been, yeah, it's been nice tonight. Um, you know, team spirit's really good, and uh, I think it shows on track as well. Wolves have got a, a really strong team at home especially, so it's um, it's been nice to come here and turn them over, and uh,
2: hopefully we can keep this up. Yeah, run the opening lap of that eight fifteen as well. It looked as if we were heading for the uh, the first ever superheat that's been introduced this year. But uh, you had other ideas, uh, splitting the wolves duo.
3: Yeah, we oh, we know they're they're really hard to beat round here, and um, you know we didn't want to push it back. We, well, we were two points up, and uh, last words for Steady Steady said to me was, uh, "Don't let them get five on." So I um, had a crack at it, yeah, stuck it in the dirt, but. Um, Happy to come away with a win. You know, a really good result for the whole team and. Uh all on a high, which is good going into our first uh, home home meeting on Thursday.
2: Yeah, I know you had a, a few open meetings at the front end of the year as well. I know you were um, a little bit frustrated with the, with the one or two things behind the scenes as well, but nevertheless, since the, the proper competitive action has kicked in, like you say, uh, got that big 5-1 at uh, Bellevue uh, last time out, got got the heat 15 tonight as well. So um, things, things starting to come real good for yourself now personally.
3: Yeah, the first few meetings, individual meetings, didn't quite go to plan, but... Um, uh, you know we kind of did them as as a practice practice meetings for when the the league and the cup started so it's been uh, as much as it was frustrating it was uh, it was nice to you know to get the problems out of the way early to, to we solved them pretty quick which was good and you know now the the proper meetings are started it's nice to to be going good and to get some confidence up
2: yeah and just very finally you mentioned how everyone's looking forward to uh, thursday against bellevue at holerton now and um like you say you can't take anything for granted because anything could still potentially happen in the group but you know what the those bellevue meetings mean to the supporters and like you say uh, want to turn on the style in front of them for the first time now yeah
3: of course uh, i think this year we've we've got a team that's got the potential to uh, to win some trophies which uh you know, I think is what the club have been gunning for, even from last year, from the first year in the in the top league. So um, it's going to be good to get back there against Bellevue. is always a tough meeting. You know, they they're always fired up for that, which is uh, which is going to be good for us. So hopefully we'll we'll get a big crowd in. You know, we we need that eighth man. Uh, really, really spurs us on. So um, hopefully the weather plays plays ball and we can get ahead and well uh, get a win on Thursday. Well done tonight.
2: Well, Ryan Douglas, it was the, the first competitive action for Wolverhampton this evening. Um, a a two-point defeat to Sheffield at home in the Premiership League Cup. Uh, the, the team's thoughts after that one?
4: Uh, yeah, I think it... I know it was a loss, but obviously Sheffield, probably one of the strongest teams on paper and, and a good side. And uh, obviously we had that meeting here last week, but the track was completely different. So I think it called us out as well and the weight team can come and just ride what 's in front of them, where for us sometimes you expect one thing and, and something else happens but um, no, i 'm pretty pretty happy still with my own performance start pretty slow and uh, finish and wait, hit, win heat 15. I'm obviously happy with that.
2: Yeah, like you say, Sheffield are being dubbed and tipped as uh, pre-season favourites when it comes to the uh, the league action and when you look at the the side they've got. So um, important that the side don't dwell too much on this and and take take plenty from it.
4: Yeah, that's it. We uh, definitely had a good run and on another night we we probably would have won, but um, yeah, it wasn't to be tonight. As but it's early days and obviously we're only going to get better around here, I'm sure. A few more meetings around here, we'll iron out a few mistakes and we'll be a much tougher team to beat.
2: Yeah, and uh, the advantage of having the, the Premiership League Cup so early on in the season, of course, there's still plenty of opportunities for, for you to go away, pick up the points and hopefully get to the final. Um, but like you say, to have that before the league campaign is a, is a bonus from a rider's point of view.
4: Yeah, exactly. It's always nice to win these other competitions, but at the end of the day, we want to win the league. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a, a good one for us to probably them to come here and show us what up against and I know where we need to improve and I think everyone knows that that we can be better so yeah we're not, obviously not too stressed.
2: Yeah and just individually I've, it was a bit of a, a tough start for yourself one point from your first two but then reeling off three straight wins against uh, some top class opposition uh, must be happy with the way your night ended.
4: Yeah definitely obviously I've started the year well and uh, even when I come to Wolves it was never my best track in, in England and I've just got better and better and at the end of last year I had a few good results in Rory's meeting and things like that and yeah after halfway through the meeting there it felt like it clicked Again, and I remember how I rode here last year, and yeah, felt really comfortable and had some decent speed. So yeah, hopefully, I can build on that now and have a good season.
2: Yeah, and as we said, it's a, a bit of a break before the next uh, Wolves action. Now it's uh, a trip to Sheffield a, a week on Thursday, then uh, the Easter Monday bank uh, dinner time trip to Bellevue before we're, we're back here as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I say, a bit of, bit of a frustrating, uh, frustrating wait now for, for that ne- next action to come around. But the boys will, will be keeping in touch, and like I say, there's, uh, there's still a long, long season ahead.
4: Yeah, that's it, guys bit of break from here but obviously we're all most of us are riding in other leagues so we're going to be racing still it's not like we're waiting for this but um yeah obviously we um yeah we all want to win and we're going to try to win and i'm sure we'll we'll be there or thereabouts <sighs> thanks so good thanks Flying Ryan
1: Douglas must be one of the form riders in Speedway at the moment. Had a great start to the season with the uh, pre-season testimonials uh, and so on and also in the off-season as well over in Australia and carrying that form straight into the uh, Wolves season and Leicester's season as well. Let's hear from his boss right now, Peter Adams, the Wolves team manager, speaking with BBC Radio WM's Mike Taylor.
0: Peter, that was a a very competitive meeting, uh, the the, the first cup match here this season. They were quite good, weren't they, Sheffield?
5: Yeah, they're uh, season favourites for honours, and you can see why. You know, they've got a very solid team. It's constructed very similarly to ours. You know, they've got a very strong top five and two uh, young English kids at reserve. But no, they 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 look good. You know,
0: how are your team dialing in? I mean, the conditions weren't perf- weren't ideal tonight with the weather.
5: No, there was a lot of uh, inconsistency in our individual performances. You know, a rider would be last or third and then he'd win his next and then go, go regress again so um, no but I mean these are very early days and um, we've got to get used to you know, conditions which weren't ideal tonight but um, we're not making any excuses we lost narrowly you know to the, arguably the best team in the league
0: Yes, I mean that. that that's you know we, we're going to need to see a few more meetings and up against one or two others to get a real measure of it. But you know the the uh, and, and for the riders at this early stage it must be difficult dialing it in.
5: Yeah, I always say ten meetings is the benchmark. Yeah. You know, when everybody's done ten matches, then you can see who's doing what. So um, you know, this is our uh, our first really competitive team meeting. So i mean, we're disappointed to lose, obviously, but. Um, there's still a way to go in this competition so we might be able to creep in near the end.
1: A close contest then but what's Simon Stead the Sheffield team manager's assessment to their start of the season they've had a good start two away wins he's speaking with Ryan Guest
2: Well Simon Stead uh, a second uh, 46-44 away victory in the Premiership League Cup uh, couldn't have got off to a, a much better start from a team point of view I couldn't got off to, to any better start you know, it's, um, you know what, what was nice
6: tonight was that we had, we had seven, seven fit riders and, um, and they all did their bit they pulled together as a team they rode well together um, the team atmosphere is great. Um, all want to help each other. All want to get the same result. Uh, and all pleased that we got the
2: job done. Yeah, and when it looked like Wolves were, were getting fired up, uh, the, there was a bit of to and fro in the, the mid part of the meeting. But um, the big boys came up with some big wins at crucial times. Well, look, I said to the lads, look, you know, wins, seconds, third places, they
6: all count. Just get another point on the board, another point on the board. Um, we just kept chipping away. It was back and forth, back and forth. But, you know, every every time it swung one way, it swung the other. Uh, and I always felt like uh, with the team that we'd got, we had enough in the tank.
2: Yeah, as you mentioned as well, uh, Miss Craig Cook and Tobias Musilek in that win at Bellevue, had them back tonight as well. And um, like you say, already seen some early signs of what this group are going to be capable
7: of.
6: Yeah, well, look, the, the
2: Bellevue result was great, but uh, it was almost
6: tarnished a little bit because we were missing... Um, missing Craig and, uh, and Toby so the fact that we got them back now and um, they've been brilliant tonight, both of them so uh, I think we've shown what we can do what we're all about, uh, it's early days but uh, we, we've got to be happy, uh, it's great, you know there's plenty of Sheffield fans that have made the trip uh, to the Midlands so um, it's great to get a result for them as well and uh, we'll
2: just keep the ball rolling very temporarily as well in uh, in that heat 15, uh, we we thought we might have been on for a, the the first ever super heat as well when Walls gated on a 5-1, but a, a great ride by Adam in that one to split them.
6: Yeah, I'm glad we avoided that. Look, the boys knew what they needed to do in um, in, in that heat 15, and um, and we got the job done. So it was it was important that we that we carried on our good form. Uh, it was important that we that we carry on. Our, our confidence is high, um, and. He uh, stands in good stead. I'm looking forward to a home meeting on on Thursday, which will be which will be tough. There's no easy meetings. We can see what what anybody can do away from home, and uh, we're looking forward to a, to, a, to a tough meeting, but a good one. Many thanks as always. Tony. Cheers, Ray.
1: Yeah, in the northern section of that Premiership League Cup. The next match for Sheffield, as Steady mentioned there, Sheffield versus Bellevue Aces, 7.30 Thursday night at Ollerton Stadium. In the southern half of the draw on Monday night, Peterborough made a solid start to their League Cup campaign, defeating Ipswich 53-37 at the East of England Arena. Watching that was Dave Rowe. A tremendous opening night of racing at the East of England Arena. Peterborough overcoming
8: Ipswich 53-37 in the League Cup. No doubt the Panthers deserve their victory. but the final outcome was somewhat harsh on the witches they will take some encouraging signs from the meeting top of the home score chart was Chris Harris with 14 from five rides very fast and determined all night he dropped it only point to Eric Ritz in heat seven when the witches threatened a 5-1 only for Harris to surge inside Troy Batchelor for second place he was then followed through by Ben Basso and the Dane really was the big story of the night a spectacular debut performance with 12 paid 14 from five rides the Panthers fans in enjoying his exuberant celebrations already and the big moment really came in Heat 11. The home side led 33-27. The Witches brought in Riss as a tactical substitute to partner Jason Doyle but Harrison Basso rode superbly to keep the Ipswich men at bay and that 5-1 pretty much confirmed Peterborough would take overall victory. Elsewhere, for the hosts, the combination of Michael Palmtoft and Scott Nichols produced two five ones. They both came from the back against Cameron Heaps in Heat 1 and Danny King in Heat 6. And overall, Rob Lyonside had enough to cover for an off night for Hans Anderson, who failed to score. Whilst Ripswich 11 plus 1 from Riss was a really good display on his debut. Paul Stark worked hard at reserve for five-page seven. And there's clearly far more to come from Doyle, who only won one race. He suffered a finger injury in Poland on Sunday, but didn't appear too badly affected. Overall, a very entertaining meeting on a cold night. The meeting was completed at good speed. And the league champions very much on top. Peterborough 53, Ipswich 37.
1: It's a solid start to the season for Chris Harris. And 14 points, just dropping that one point all night. 14 from five rides. And here's Bomber speaking with Dave Rowe.
8: Chris Harris, 14 points. and um, What a start to the season for Peterborough. Fantastic night.
9: Yeah, it was a bad, not a bad night. I dropped that one point to risk, but you know, I didn't make the best of starts. But uh, he was quick then. But no, felt good all night, though. Felt... The track was well prepared. I felt good on the bike. The bike went well, so and the whole team. So you know, the uh, yeah, it was good.
8: Tell us about that race with Young Basso up against Jason Dora. That was that was some race.
9: Yeah, it was uh, obviously uh, a bit tight at places, but you know it was fair racing, and I you know fairly enjoyed. It. That's what that's what I like to have. You know, hard
8: fed racing and uh, and have some fun. Really entertaining meeting for the fans to watch. The track look absolutely superb condition, and you could race on it.
9: Yeah, I could do maybe a little bit on the, more on the outside, but it was a bit on the drier side. But with the weather around, we was, uh, you know, the to have done the right thing and leave as it was. But, say, everyone, we'd obviously, hand had a few problems tonight, but we'll get him going. And, you know, some teams are going to not get many points here. Well,
8: it just shows I saw you last week at Wolverhampton have an absolute disaster night mechanically, but you've turned it around and you've got so much speed there.
9: Yeah, different bike, but obviously we had problems here on press day with the tanks and... Than that so but the new tanks we got was no good, so we put the old tanks
8: on and they seem to be all right. Team looking good. I mean, Basso slotted straight in, looked really impressive. So you carry on really where you left off. Yeah, he's,
9: he's coming in with the team and yeah, he's just picked up where we left off from last year really. He, he, in, he obviously knows everyone, especially the Danish boys. Made, everyone's made him feel welcome, and you know he's got behind his old mechanic as well, which helps. So you know it, it's all good. That's just great to watch. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.
1: Chris Harris speaking with Dave Rowe. Well, Dave then uh, caught up with Danny King, who tried to shed some light on why it was a bit of an indifferent start for the Witches at uh, Old Walton on Monday night. Here's Danny King with Dave Rowe.
10: Tricky, really. Um, We all sort of struggle with the track a little bit. Um, I don't know if it's different material to last year or what it is, but
8: they were dialed in from the off and we weren't, and we felt like we were playing catch-up all night. One race where you made the game and Scott Nichols absolutely charged inside you and that really summed up the way it went for Ipswich.
10: Yeah, that's what I mean. We just You feel like you got something working and then their guys are passing you in a straight line. So it's not ideal, but I felt like we got better as the night went on, but obviously it was just a little too late.
8: We know Jason Doyle came in with an injury from Poland yesterday, but the, the big plus, I suppose, was Eric Riss, who had a, a poor year last year, but really looked good here.
10: Yeah, exactly that. Eric had a great night, which is nice to see. Um, like i say it's early days it's no excuse but um you know i think we just felt like we was always playing chase tonight and it never really worked out but i think everyone finished uh, a bit happier so um although it's a, a sad loss hopefully next time we come back we'll have a bit more of an idea you take that into an away meeting again on, on thursday night more track time and an away win possibly there at king's exactly that another tough meeting but um yeah i, th- I think it's there for probably their first meeting as well so um it's ideal time to go
1: as the Ipswich captain Danny King speaking with Dave Rowe. Let's get the thoughts now of Rob Lyon with Peterborough opening their 2022 account very much how they finished 2021 with a good win. He's speaking with Dave as well.
7: Yeah, couldn't have asked for any more. I mean, great team performance and to win by, you know, 16 points,
8: um, that's an excellent start for us, yeah. I don't think I've seen a more entertaining debut for a long, long time than what we saw tonight from Basso. That was something special. Yeah, it was. He um, was, was very good and, and quick and uh, enjoyed himself out there
7: and, yeah, tremendous debut and, uh, you know, like I say, he was our first choice and and uh, I think everybody can see why now, really. But, I mean, it was a good team performance and, uh you know, everybody chipped in Hans had a, a, a you know a bad one tonight but it's a team it's a team effort and as we saw last year you know that could turn the other way next week and he could be the hero so it's uh, I say, it's a team performance and, and
8: we're really happy with that I assume that was mechanical with Hans just couldn't get set up yeah absolutely yeah. that combination of toft and nickels served you well at 3 and 4 a lot of the time last year 1 and 2 starting the season off and uh, well, whether they gate or not they still seem to find a way through don't they yeah they do
7: and yeah they, they had a good partnership last year and it, it made sense to keep pairing them up really and if you know it, it seems quite a strong start for us really home underway really so yeah um i didn't expect it to be quite such a margin if i'm honest i thought it'd be closer but uh, and obviously early early doors it was nip and tuck a little bit but yeah the, the team showed a lot of a lot of fight a lot of spirit tonight to come away with a that sort of result, so well happy with
8: that. And ten days off now before you go on the road, and obviously getting some away points in the group will be important in this sort of three-team group. Yep. You've got a good home points difference margin, I suppose, but uh, away points could be important. And your away record last year was so good. So,
7: yeah, I mean, as you know, you know, away points are the, they're going to be the key. I think you know, if you look at the group, it's Kings Lynn it should be should be stronger than last year. Uh, obviously time will tell but Ipswich obviously haven't ridden at home yet it's difficult to judge that and mm. uh, we've just got to do our own thing and and uh, belief in our boys and we've certainly got that and yeah I'm, I'm well happy with them.
1: Superb thanks Rob. Well done. The average age of Dad's Army has lowered slightly with the addition of Ben Basso, but still doing a great job on the track. There's Rob Lyons speaking with Dave Rowe. Let's hear now from Richie Hawkins, the Ipswich team manager. And Dave put to Richie that it was an exciting meeting for the neutral, but maybe not so much if you're the Ipswich team manager.
11: It was a decent meeting. Um, I think we were probably better than, if you just look at the result, probably we were better than that. Um, I've seen enough, enough to Tonight from our boys to sort of believe we you know we've got a good team and, and um,
8: we'll be in for a good season. Obviously Jason was coming off the back of a, an incident in Poland yesterday, so not quite at, at his best. The big plus was probably Eric, Eric Riss, wasn't it?
11: Yeah I don't think I think Jason has just struggled out of the starts tonight. Um, so happy with Rissie. He was I thought he was superb. And Batch to be fair, I Batch Road better than his points suggested I think I seen enough from Bats to see he was in, going to be in for a good year so yeah overall looking at
8: everyone I'm, I'm disappointed with the result but still pleased with many things looking ahead obviously um, Thursday night if you're going to go through in the League Cup you're probably going to need some points away from home another uh, local derby another chance to get some points on Thursday
11: yeah, looking to Thursday, I think. Yeah, looking towards the like the group, if you like, I'd say we probably need to to win the win at Kingsland now on Thursday, um, and, and win the three meetings. I sort of always thought if you need to three, win three out of four, so yeah, we, we'll go to Kingsley Inn. I think we've seen enough tonight to show that we we'll be capable of going there Thursday and, and winning. So the boys are, yeah, I think that that'll be the focus and. Um, yeah, why not?
8: You've certainly seen enough from Rich tonight to think that going back to his back to his old home track, he should be a, a force round there.
11: Yeah, I'd expect, you know, he's a, he's a very good rider, so I'd expect him, yeah, you'd expect him to go well at Lynn. Hopefully, you know, I don't think it's, yeah, as long as he's, there's no, it's not from our part, but if he doesn't put too much pressure on himself or expectation on himself, I think if he goes and rides like he did tonight, he's going to be, be superb. So, um, And you'd expect a few of the other boys to... To maybe do better now they've got a meeting all together under their belt on Thursday.
8: Is it the same riding order on Thursday? I know you said you might you might chop and change it a bit. Yeah,
11: um, Eric will be at, at two. Okay. Um, and Batch at three and Cam at four. So yeah, just swapping, swapping um, Cam and, and Eric around for Thursday.
8: Is that just to try and find the best combinations generally going forward?
11: Yeah, we're going to try a few things. And you know, it's not. I think it be nice for Eric to go out and hit one inside gate instead of an outside gate which he's used to so um yeah we want to yeah it's 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 kind of you ne- you never know it's kind of but we um I'm sort of kind of kind of feel confident with them with with them in whatever order they're in but yeah see who rides good together and whatnot
1: Richie Hawkins, the Ipswich team manager, speaking with Dave Rowe. The next action, as he mentioned there, is going to be in the Premiership League Cup this Thursday for Ipswich. They're away at their local rivals, Kings Lynn. It's the uh, the Old Farm Derby, as they call it, 7.30 the start time. And the other fixture on Thursday is Sheffield versus Bellevue at Ollerton, also at 7.30. Coming in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear, we'll hear from Nigel Pearson, who gives his thoughts on the chances of the various teams heading into 2022 in the Premiership and the Championship, and who he fancies to be the ones heading for glory in six or seven months from now. He's not the only Nigel, though, because we've got Nigel Tolley, the uh, man leading the takeover at the Birmingham Brummies. Saved them, they're back at the tapes, although they've had a torrid time, and we'll hear more about their uh, fixture at Berwick in the next part as well. But we'll hear from from Nigel Tolley and Nigel Pearson coming soon on No Breaks, No Fear.
0: No breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast.
1: Welcome back to No Breaks, No Fear. I'm Ian Brannan. In this part, we're going to hear the thoughts of Nigel Pearson. Heading into 2022, a number of changes to team lineups, to team ownership, and some teams making a return to British Speedway, which is great to see. But what are their chances? And who does Nigel Pearson fancy to be the ones heading for silverware by the time we get to October? Here's Nigel with his look ahead to 2022.
12: Well, first things first, it's great to be back on No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. I think the success of last year, Uh, is excellent and well done to uh, everybody who's contributed to make it such a a big success. Um, I've been to a couple of meetings so far this season. I went to the Peter Craven Memorial at Bellevue on the 21st of March and there was a huge crowd there. It was brilliant. Um, I got there nice and early. You could tell the atmosphere was was excited. Big crowd with Ty Woffin in there, of course, and Robert Lambert and the, the, the GB World Cup winning guys, the Speedway of Nations world champions. And it was just a, a carnival-type atmosphere. Well done to Mark Clement and everybody at Bellevue who promoted that. And you could tell that everybody was so excited for the start of the of the Speedway season. I thought there was some excellent racing, as always, at Bellevue. Um, some of the racing late on, you might have seen it on Speedway Great Britain's social media channels, was terrific. Uh, and that track never fails to disappoint. And we have to make that a cherished national stadium facility in British Speedway, because it... It really is the best we've got to offer, with the greatest respect to all the other venues around the country. I don't think that can be in any doubt. Uh, so well done to Bellevue for the Peter Craven Memorial. Some great stuff there. Uh, and then on Monday night of this week, I went to Wolverhampton to see them ride Sheffield. Uh, it was a terrific meeting. I felt, I felt so bad for Chris Van Stratton, the Wolverhampton promoter, because, you know, it, around that area at Monmouth Green, there was localised rain. Just steady drizzle that was enough to put people off. Um, travelling to the meeting. But actually, in other areas, it was dry. It was very patchy rain all around. And that that, that really does mess with your crowd levels. And Chris suffered that yesterday. I'm pretty sure about that on Monday. Uh, but Sheffield went to town, did a job. Wolverhampton are a good side. Don't make any mistake about that. They're a smashing side, Wolverhampton. They're going to be a really tough side to beat around Mumma Green. But Sheffield did the job. Uh, it was a complete team performance. What I like about that Sheffield side is... Top to bottom, there's points in every department, and so it proved. Even down at reserve, you know, the likes of Connor Mountain uh, uh, and Stefan Nielsen doing a job. And the engine room at the side, Craig Cook and Kyle Howarth started off. Cook got a two-minute exclusion, bounced back with a win, and Kyle Howarth got in a tangle early on, got in a mess, but still bounced back and got seven. And when you look at the Sheffield score chart with Jack Holder down on six and yet they still turned it around and won the meeting. I mean, that is quite some achievement for Simon Steadsman. But for Wolves, they, can, they shouldn't be too downhearted. They're a good side. That partnership up top of Sam Masters and Luke Becker at one and two, I think is excellent. So, you know, I, I, really, um, I really hope that um, Wolverhampton can take heart from the positives of that, of that meeting. Looking forward to the rest of the Premiership getting started in May. Of course, we're in League Cup territory at the moment. Uh, good win for Peterborough. Dad's army doing the business, but it was one, one of the younger boys on Monday night. Ben Basso, who's uh, really hit home with a fantastic scoreline to top the, Pir- the the Panthers' score charts. And I expect Peterborough to be there or thereabouts again, because much like last season, they're, they're always going to have somebody strong down at reserve. Coming up this week, of course, we've got Kings and Ipswich on, on Thursday night. Um, and that should be a good one as well, with Richie Worrell at reserve for Kings Lynn, um, I mean, that is a, that, that's some trump card for, for the Stars to have Alex Brady in his, on his side. Niels Christian-Everson starting the season with them. I do see a dilemma coming, though, because uh, there will come a time when perhaps Niels um, is fully committed and he can't ride in all the leagues. Um, and then what happens with Peter Killerman, because I'm hearing mixed, mixed reports. Peter Killerman, he agreed to come, he got a knock, Hold out the start of the season. They signed Everson. But is there a firm commitment there yet from Peter Killerman that he will be back and riding in British Speedway once Everson goes? So I think there's a crossroads to approach for Kingsland. We'll see what happens there. I'm sure Alex and Dale at Kingsland will sort it. Um, they know what they're doing, and I'm sure that uh, that will reach uh, reach a conclusion. Um, elsewhere in the, in the championship, flying start for Leicester with two big home wins, of course. They... Uh, Got the better of Birmingham in the Knockout Cup. And then uh, last weekend, uh, a big victory against Scunthorpe, which I didn't really see coming by that margin, to be honest. Uh, And they've got Newcastle this Saturday night. But Leicester look strong. Pete, Poole look really powerful to me. The top three they've got is a powerhouse. And, you know, maybe it's something for the league to look at. This is no criticism of Poole, by the way. But, you know, some clubs have really struggled to get a team together. And yet some clubs like Leicester and Poole are powerhouse at the top end. And there is an unbalance in the championship at the moment, but I'm sure it leaving itself out in due course. And I'm sure there's going to be a great season for championship clubs. Um, Paul looking good to defend the title with that top three of Danny King, Steve Worrell and Richard Lawson. They are going to take some stopping because they're going to get you, even if they averaged 11 points each, says 33 of the points you need. And they'll score more than that. You know, Stevie Worrell, Danny King and, Rich, and uh, Richard Lawson. They're capable all day long of getting 12s, 13s, 14s or 15s. So, Poole are going to rely on the top three for a lot of the scoring. If they get it right lower down the team and somebody clicks, they're going to be virtually unstoppable around Wimborne Road, I'm sure about that. So, great season to look ahead to. The the rest of the teams will be kicking into action fairly soon. The, The big guns like the Glasgow Tigers, who look strong again, they'll be... Strongly fancied, fancied. I'm sure. Edinburgh as well. I like the way that Edinburgh have constructed their side with one or two new faces. Fair play to them for bringing in the young Aussie, Jacob Hook. Full, full credit for, for, for bringing in um, the uh, the Italian Paco Castagna, who is a real showman. And that surprised me. I, I didn't see him ended up uh, at Armadale. But uh, the two Scottish clubs looking really good and the Scottish derbies will be well worth a watch uh, this season. I'm quite sure about that. Great to see Birmingham and Newcastle back, by the way. Uh, Newcastle, of course, very quick to announce uh, that they have had extra investment at the end of last season to come back to the tapes, which was wonderful news. And then Birmingham, a group of people have uh, clubbed together to take on the uh, the Brummies from the Masons, and I wish them every success. It's going to be tough. You've got to try and attract more supporters. It's, I don't think there's any magic wand where that's concerned. You know, you look at some clubs like... Sheffield and Glasgow, who have literally pumped in thousands and thousands of pounds to do marketing campaigns and advertise all over city centres. I remember when Sheffield had huge advertising boards on the parkway, the main route into town. They were advertising at the Meadowhall Shopping Centre, and their crowds that year did not go up one bit. So, what is the magic answer? What is the answer? But that's a discussion for another day, I'm pretty sure about that. But I wish every promoter, I wish every team all the very best Please get along and support your team, your speedway. Um, it's great to see Workington progressing with Stevie Lawson and Andrew Bain uh, up there in Cumbria building a new track for either later this year or certainly next year. Hopefully, Eastbourne and Swindon can come back to the tapes in 2023 and we can grow and develop the sport going forward from here. That's that's my wish. Um, it has got challenges. We know it has. Um, but let's hope that 2022... Can be a big success uh, for all concerned, and uh, thanks for having me here on the No Breaks, No Fear official British Speedway podcast.
1: As Nigel Pearson is playing his part down there, because without Nigel and his team of reporters who, who go out and get all our audio for this podcast. We wouldn't have uh, this uh, this podcast, certainly in its current form, that's for sure. So big thanks to Nigel for, for all the supports and help. Um, he uh, he gives uh, not just this podcast, but many clubs and uh, and people around British Speedway as well through the course of the season. And, and much of that work is, is unseen by many, but maybe you do read it or hear it somewhere. Um, next on No Breaks, No Fear, we're going to take a look at the Championship. We're going to put the spotlight firmly on the Birmingham Brummies because we've got an interview with Nigel Tolley, who was the man who led the consortium to save the Birmingham Brummies remember their future was very much in doubt at the end of last season Nigel was the man who got a group of people together and um funded uh, track renovations and building a team and yes it took a little while to build that team but they got a decent team together not least the British champion with Adam Ellis joining the Brummies as well. That said it's been a, a, a tricky start to life uh, at the Brummies in the uh, in the matches they've taken part in so far but we'll hear from Nigel Tolly next and we'll also hear from some of those involved in one of the Brummies first matches which was uh, um, at Berwick at Sheelfield Park on Saturday night. We'll hear from Ashley Morris the Brummies captain and Gary Harry Flint, the Berwick team manager, Berwick having a convincing win on Saturday night as they open their championship accounts. That's all to come on No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway Podcast.
0: No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway Podcast.
1: Welcome back. The first week of No Breaks, No Fear for 2022 here with you every Wednesday morning. First thing, it'll be available. And uh, of course, we'll be reviewing the action of the week so far and looking ahead to the action coming up each week in British Speedway. Now, a club whose future was very much in the balance at the end of 2021 was the Birmingham Brummies. The Mason brothers decided that uh, they'd done enough their time was up and looked to hand the baton on to someone else it took a little while but nigel Tolley was the man to eventually front a consortium to take the brummies into a new era and nigel Tolley has been speaking with ryan guest
2: head of the consortium that saved birmingham speedway um, it was a, a massive task you had on your hands and obviously it was a, a bit of a stressful winter but most important
13: thing is you got there in the end yeah you know we're moving forward we've got the riders uh, the riders are going to come out with the goods now and we're moving forward um, we, need, we need practice we need, we need practice on the track more than anything else
2: like you say um, being accepted into the league so late it was always going to put you on the back foot but
13: when you look at it on paper um, a real solid 7 in the end yeah it's a solid 7 all the way through and I'm expecting those averages to change I'm expecting reserves to change um, we've got to see uh, what happens with Klaus and Adam You know, we could see the 1 and 5 changing over there it's going to be interesting Yeah, going to be interesting. You mentioned
2: uh, Adam there, Adam Ellis, of course, and it went right down to the wire. He he basically arrived at press day, not even knowing if he was going to be on the team photo or not. It went right down to the wire, but um, a great coup for for Birmingham Speedway to have the British champion in their ranks again.
13: Yeah, it's exactly what was needed, exactly what was needed. Um, And he's going to bond the team together as well. Obviously, there's been a a challenge
2: meeting at Wolverhampton, a, a, a cup... Uh, meeting at Leicester in the uh, opening league fixture at Berwick, the, they have been three heavy defeats. But like you say, a lot of these riders haven't haven't ridden for a,
13: a long time. We're right in at the deep end. Uh, I mean, starting off with Leicester. The plus point on that is Leicester's this week's uh, meeting. Uh, the team actually that was there actually lost by more than we did. So that's got to be a good good point. That Leicester are a very strong team. Uh, our guys weren't used to the track and again Berwick you know they've got a very strong team we really worrying in at the deep end this year
2: from the management point of view certainly not pushing any panic buttons at this early stage anyway
13: no we just need to get out there and get track experience on from the, the
2: other side of the fence though, obviously, the, the biggest thing from your point of view, if uh, if you are to keep Birmingham on track beyond 2022, is, is getting people through the gates. Just, just talk us through all, all the stuff you've been doing to try and spread the word in Birmingham, because I know you were quite alarmed that a lot
13: of the local population didn't actually know what the sport was. No, and that's still the case, and that's still work in hand at the moment. We've got to get over to the public that there is a speedway at Perry Barth. Um, there's lots of different things we want to do. I mean, I should like to see a Peaky Blinders uh, uh, meeting up there with all the local... There is a local Peaky Blinders group, and I would like to see that on the go there. got lots of ideas. For the kids, we want to see face painting up there and things like that. There's a lot to be done. Like you say, with the, the way the fixture list
2: falls, obviously, it's another busy championship campaign. We've got the, uh, the Summer Cup trophy as well,
13: so lots to look forward to at Perry Bar this year. Most certainly. And... Let's just see the riders improve meeting by meeting.
1: There's Nigel Solly, the uh, head of the consortium that led the uh, quest to save the Birmingham Brummies. And uh, he was speaking with Ryan Guest. It's been a fairly turbulent start on the track, though, for the Brummies. A couple of heavy defeats. First of all, uh, the one on the 26th of March against the Leicester Lions in the Championship Knockout Cup first round, first leg, where they went down 64-26. And then at the weekend just gone uh, on Saturday night, they went up to the uh, uh, Sheelfield Park in Beringham where uh, in the opening weekend of the championship fixtures and the Berwick Bandits uh, beat the Brummies 58-32. Now, that was a match that was live streamed on the British Speedway Network, the very first uh, action to be streamed on the new service. And as part of that coverage, Hayley Bromley and Paul Bowen caught up with the Brummies captain, Ashley Morris, and the Berwick team manager, Gary Flint.
12: We had Birmingham here opening night last year, started off with four, five ones, and I think we ended up losing by eight so we're pretty keen on, uh, on revenge on that tonight, and you know, the lads have done brilliant. We built a team knowing that everyone could win races, and you know, look at the scorecard they all have, so pretty chuffed with that for a you know an opening night, some some decent racing as well for you guys, so yeah, we're over the moon.
9: Ashley, like I said, tough night for you. Me and you spoke before, you mentioned about that dirt line, do you think that was the deciding factor? Yeah, like I said
6: then, uh, if you make gates and get in that dirt line, um, there wasn't wasn't really any passing if he was on the right line and if you, like I say, um, either lack of confidence or lack of decisions and um, riding the wrong lines and it's cost us massively but um, we've just got to like move on now, we can't dwell on it and uh, on to Wednesday for our meeting. Yeah. No one's up to race pace just yet, everyone's got to bed their cells in and Berwick's a difficult place to come
1: at the best of times and if you're not full of confidence and you're not in that dirt line, you're not winning races and that showed today. Well, another tough night on the cards for the Brummies. On Wednesday night, they host the Leicester Lions in the second leg of the first round of the Championship Knockout Cup. That's uh, a competition where the Leicester Lions hold a 38-point advantage over the Brummies going into that second leg. The Lions themselves were dominant on Saturday night against the Scunthorpe Scorpions, who they beat 62-28 in the Championship. Let's hear from the Leicester captain Kyle Howarth now on his thoughts for the year ahead for the Leicester Lions. Stuart's
9: done his work in the winter and um, he's put a good team together and
1: it seems to be working and performing
9: you know we're not taking it for granted we know um, the other two teams was a little bit weaker and, we're, and, and but we, yeah obviously we know um, there's going to be some really tough teams coming in the next coming weeks but it's always nice to win like that make a lot of confidence and it's great for the start season
1: there's the Leicester captain Kyle Howarth there assessing their chances in 2022 you have to fancy them as one of the form teams of the moment as Nigel Pearson was saying in his piece uh, a little earlier let's finish then by looking at the fixtures for the week ahead and there's plenty going on in Speedway note these fixtures down and if you're nearby why not get across and sample some Speedway action and get a smell of the bikes once again Um, Birmingham Brummies against the Leicester Lions then Wednesday night Perry Bar and the Pool Pirates take on the Plymouth Gladiators in the second leg of their Championship Knockout Cup quarter-final, both those matches getting underway at 7.30. On Thursday it's the Premiership League Cup in the northern half of the group. It's Sheffield versus the Bellevue Aces and in the Southern, it's Kingsland Stars against the Ipswich Witches. On Friday night, Red Car Bears versus the Plymouth Gladiators at the Echo Arena in the Championship. That match is live on the British Speedway Network. And also on Friday night in the National Development League, it's Armadale Devils versus Berwick Bullets. And then on Saturday, it's the Berwick Bullets at home for the first time this season, taking on the Oxford Chargers. Oxford opening their account in the National Development League. And also on Saturday, the Leicester Lions are back home again, hosting the Newcastle Diamonds. Newcastle had quite a turbulent trip to the Red Car Bears a couple of weeks ago. And uh, in the Championship against Leicester, it could be another big night there. And on Sunday, it's the British Under-21 semi-final at Mildenhall. See some of the stars of tomorrow bidding for their place in the British Under-21 final later in the season. That gets underway at Milton Hall at 3 o'clock Sunday afternoon. And Newcastle Diamonds are at home to the Redcar Bears in the second leg of the Tyne Tees trophy. And Redcar have uh, quite a healthy lead in that. That gets underway at Bruff Park in Newcastle at 4 o'clock. And then looking ahead to Tuesday next week, the Plymouth Centurions take on the Bellevue Colts in the National Development League. That starts at 7 o'clock. We'll be back with you next Wednesday, first thing in the morning, recapping all of that action and much more besides as well, here on No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Have a good week. We'll see you next time. No Breaks, No Fear is a Nigel Pearson Media Limited production for British Speedway.
0: No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.